Like that's it. At the core, those are the 10 things. Um, and I think something really powerful is, is actually going through those with your product and trying to identify not just like why someone would buy for the obvious reason, but going down deeper into the layers. Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Hey, Jess, thanks for being here today. Hey, Maddie, I am so excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Yes, you're so welcome. So we're just going to start off a little bit with kind of telling everybody your story. You have started from zero to making six figures online in a super quick amount of time. Do you want to tell people kind of your story of how you got to where you are? Yeah, so this business actually wasn't my first business online. So I actually used to work in the e-commerce space and I successfully built a business that I hated. And there was a moment in my life where I I woke up and I I started traveling. I booked the one life flight and I was like, I need to change things up. And I ended up quitting that original business, moving to Indonesia for a year. And that's when I kind of came upon coaching and I was like, wow, this is like really cool to be able to teach people the things that I've learned over the last two years, working in online business and then working with multi-million dollar mentors over the course of three or four years. Um, And that's when I launched my coaching business and it it just took off so fast. And I think it was because it it actually was a business that I was excited to build and it was aligned and it was something that I could actually stand behind that I believed in. Mm. Um, So that's kind of the story behind the coaching business. It scaled super fast. And yeah, I think there's something to that, to really loving and enjoying what you do. I yeah. think that's kind of like a secret ingredient in getting good oh, yeah. Absolutely. If there's no passion in it, there's really like, it's like, why do you want to keep going? And that's the best part about building your own business and being an entrepreneur is you get to build something you're so passionate about. hundred percent. You know, I think that people don't always chase things for the right reason. I think the coaching industry is a really beautiful space because it's mm-hmm. about serving other people. But I think a lot of people get into online business because they want to make money. And that was my original reason for starting. I just wanted to be able to travel and do like the whole nomad thing. Yeah. I mean, what I found was that when I got there and I was making money, I, I still wasn't happy. So that was a big wake up call for me mm-hmm. and realizing that that has to be part of your business if you want to be successful long term, because otherwise, when you do meet those financial needs, you don't have a reason to wake up in the morning because there's no passion there. And there's not a big reason why you do what you do. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that that's something that's so special about entrepreneurship is like, if you're willing to put the grit and the hustle into building something, you damn well better be passionate about it because it is how you can really get there. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, then you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love that. And so we're going to talk a lot about like how you actually make sales online. Everybody knows like, okay, like you can put stuff online, but how do I actually, like I can post on social media, I can do this, but how do we actually convert into sales? What do you think is kind of like that first step? Like where, where do you have to start to that? 
So I think the first step in, in making sales is really understanding the problems that you solve and who you're actually selling to, right? Because the reason why someone buys something is because they are either moving further away from pain or closer to pleasure. There's no other in between. Um, and so I think when you're starting a business, especially a personal brand, you're selling um, from social media, you need to really, really get to know and understand that person that you're selling to and understanding their internal dialogue, the things that are going through their head, um, the more specific that you can be about the things that they're struggling with and like the key phrases they're saying, I think the better that social media converts to sales because they actually can see themselves within your feed, the way you show up on stories, the things you're posting about, when they read it, they resonate with the message and they find a solution within your content. Yeah, absolutely. And so kind of figuring out that audience, a lot of, a lot of people ask me, it's something that I really tell people too, is like, you need to know who you're selling to. And people always ask like, okay, but like, how do I actually learn about their, their pains? Where do you think that you can kind of find that information from? Yeah. So I think, you know, outside of, you know, knowing your normal analytics, who's in your audience and just actually talking to people, you know, something like don't overcomplicate this process. I think so many people are like, oh, well, what do, how do I figure that out? Well, if you have clients, really, really identify the things that are keeping them up at night, what they're struggling with, what they really want. Um, and if you don't have clients yet, figuring out um, who is this person that I want to first attract and how can I get in touch with them? How can I actually get onto a call with them? Um, and so using Instagram polls, can be really powerful if you can if you have like a specific question that your ideal client can identify themselves within you can ask that question and then have a little poll like is this you yes or no the people that say yes you can go in and, and that's a warm lead um, and then actually just reaching out to them and being like hey you're kind of like my ideal client do you want to <laughs> jump on a call i'd love to give you some advice in solving this problem yeah and also, I would love to pick your brain. It would be a huge favor to me. Um, and then going through and having specific questions around pain points and desires, I think is a really, really powerful way to get a lot of information on who that person is. Um, and, and what you'll find is your ideal client is often thinking the same things and having the same type of problems. Um, yeah. We start to put out super aligned content. You start to get a lot of like the same type of person that comes back to you. Yeah. Um, so it's like a system, you know, what you put out is what you get back. I think the internet really kind of mirrors that. So long yeah. answer. Hopefully that makes no, sense. Absolutely. <laughs> that's totally. And that's something that I use. Those polls are something huge. And a lot of my audience is they're not just coaches. They can be, they can own stores or they're network marketers. And that, that system works for anybody. Like, Hey, like who needs mm -hmm. a reservation in their rest? Like we have, we, if we own a restaurant, like who needs a reservation tonight at five o'clock, we have two spots open. Any, any type of business can really use that model too. Yeah, I think business, you know, like life has these secret, like everything is everything codes, yes. right? Where like the way that you do one thing works for every type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I think getting to know your ideal client, it doesn't matter if you're an online coach, which is obviously what I specialize in. So yeah. kind of what I'm speaking of first, um, but also any other type of business as well. You're going to have one specific person that is attracted to your business, the better that you can understand what they're thinking and why they would actually need your product or want your product, um, the better you're and the easier you're going to be able to sell to them. 
Yeah. And the big thing that people, a lot of times when I'm like, when we talk to them is they don't want to narrow down too far and they're like, Oh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to pick this per this certain ideal client because I, I can work with other people as well. Like, how do you, how do you speak to that? Yeah. So I think this whole ideal client avatar thing is kind of a trap that so many people get stuck in because they're like, well, I don't know who that person is. Um, and I think that you need to have a rough idea of who that is. And, and what I've found through my years of working in business is that your ideal client is oftentimes a version of you mm. um, with your business. So looking back at like why you started the business, the place you were in when you started it, um, the problem that you're solving or whatever you're providing, mm. why you're doing that, you'll, you'll often find a lot of little clues about who that person is. And again, I think there's no wrong answer for who is this person you know, get out and talk to as many people as possible that you think might be a fit. And then over time, you're going to figure out who you like to serve and who you actually want to work with. And that is who you should be targeting. I love that. I haven't really like heard that one before where like, it is a lot of who you are as well is your ideal client. And another part of that is like, you can relate to them better. Like you said, you have to speak to their pain points. You know, their pain points, if it is you. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, what I've found, especially working with social media, something that's really crazy to me is that, you know, stories sell. Like people don't necessarily just buy because they, you know, want the product or need the product. It's also, they're buying from you. They're buying from you for a very specific reason. And there's, you know, it doesn't matter what business you're in, there's a million people that are probably doing the same thing. So why are they going to actually come to you for that problem? And, And oftentimes it's, through relatability and being able to express your experiences, the stories that you've, you've gone through and sharing them um, because storytelling is a powerful way of soft selling anything because people will see themselves within your words and your story and they'll relate. And when people know you like, you trust you, Mm-hmm. They want to buy from you. Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Storytelling is something that no matter what business, you can dive into that and you will improve every kind of sale, any kind of just engagement in general as well. A million percent. You know, I think we really are stories. I get a, a core root of like mm-hmm. we are humans. We, you know, we have this present moment, but we also just have these experiences and stories we've been through. Um, and yeah, I think that's why people relate to them so so much. And you can use that to really angle yourself um, to be this type of attractive character. And again, bring in that very specific type of person once you do figure out who they are. Yeah, absolutely. So now that you like have related to your audience and then you've kind of collected your ideal avatar, whatever it is, how do you actually get them to kind of take action to want to buy your service, buy your product or whatever it is that you have? Like what are, what are some of your tips for that? Yeah, so I think my first tip is just like, again, like don't overcomplicate business. I think it's so simple. So if you want them to take action, you should tell them to take action. Um, And also, again, coming back to that phase of interviewing people and understanding what they're thinking, um, I think a good question to ask people is like, why wouldn't you buy? Um, And finding out what those objections are and then handling them within your content. Um, If you have a a local business, you know, putting out emails about this, or if you're using social media, um, taking those beliefs that are holding them back from buying and smashing them and then reframing them in a positive way so that over time you have put them in the headspace where they're like, 
yeah, I should invest in myself. This is why I should do this. And you've overcome all the objections they might have around buying Mm -hmm. um, with your content that you're putting out to them. Yes. I love that. And that can be hard. Like it can be like, all right, like how do I figure this out? How do I word this where it's not like, holy cow, I'm totally uh, like digging at your personality here or like digging at your pains. Um, do you have kind of like a, a way to do it or like a, a messaging strategy or like kind of a, um, almost just like tips to, to kind of have the empathy there a little bit? You know, I really think when it comes to business, we are here to kind of poke at people, you know, you don't want to just like give them, you know, negative feedback and tell them this is your problem and then not give them a solution. But you are, it's part of your job to constantly remind them, hey, you have a problem, you have a problem and you need to solve it and kind of poking at that space. Um, I don't think that that is, is like a mean thing to do because at the end of the day, you know, you're there to help them fix that. And so I think as long as you're providing a solution and a bridge from, you know, poking at the sensitive spots, um, I think it actually is in their favor. It's kind of like a little bit of tough love. Yeah. In my opinion. (laughs) Absolutely. And like, it has to be a little bit polarizing to get people to want to take that action. Like, holy cow. Yeah. They can't just relate to you. If it's just like relatability, there has to be a little bit of polarizing there to like, oh, maybe I do need this. 100%. I mean, I think polarity is one of the most powerful things that you can do with your business. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people have come to me and they're really afraid to be black or white, but I think black or white when it comes to business causes people to take action Mm -hmm. because you're not there to get everyone to like you. You're not there to sell to every single type of person. You're there for one very specific type of person. And so I actually think that the more polar that you can actually be, the more movement you're going to get with your business because people are going to come on, they're going to see your content, see your marketing, and they're going to either be like, oh my gosh, yes, this is for me. I need to buy, I need to talk to this person now, or they're going to be like, this is not my jam. And they're going to like unfollow, unsubscribe, see you later. And that's actually a really good thing. Yes. I love that. And people are always so nervous to take those, those polarizing stances because they think they're going to lose people or they're going to lose their audience. They're going to, people are going to unfollow them, but it's only getting you closer to finding your people that are actually within your audience, which is so cool to like, take your stand. It is your values. If they, they're not going to want to work with you. They're not going to want to, they're not going to vibe well with you if they don't believe in those same values that you're putting out there. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, I'm sure you've heard this line, you know, if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. And it, it's just true, yeah. you know? And I think depending on what business you're in, um, like specifically for a service-based businesses, you don't need or want tons and tons of clients. You want a super aligned client. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are trying to make sales, it's a little different, but again, it really comes down to what you're trying to do. It's the problem you're trying to solve. Um, and you can't help everyone. You can't help everyone. You got to help one person solve one very specific problem. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's so much to that too. And one of the big things with people taking action is they talk a lot about like, like the psychology of selling and like the psychological, like the psychological triggers. Like, do you, do you really j- like jam into any of those or do you feel like you kind of, um, it's like just relate to them and polarizing? How would you, how would you speak to those psychological triggers? Yeah, so there are only 10 reasons why someone would ever buy something, ever. 
And, you know, at the base root of it, it's again, because they're either moving closer to pleasure or further away from pain. Uh, when you break those down, the reason someone buys is because they are going to make more money. They're going to save money. They're going to save time. They're going to avoid effort, meaning you're going to make it easier for them. They're trying to escape some type of mental or physical pain. They're trying to get more comfortable. They're trying to achieve like um, more cleanliness, more hygiene, improving their health. They're getting some type of significance from it. Um, they're getting praise for it. They're feeling more loved, meaning like they're getting, again, some type of like feeling from that yeah. or it's increasing their popularity. Like that's it. At the core, those are the 10 things. Um, and I think something really powerful is, is actually going through those with your product and trying to identify not just like why someone would buy for the obvious reason, but going down deeper into the layers. So for example, if you're in the fitness industry or you're selling some type of health product, I'm looking at it, you know, the obvious effect is like, you're going to get fit. You're going to get health. It's going to like make you feel better. But how does that improve your relationship? Mm. How can you take that product and make it more competitive on the market? Is there a way, are they going to make more money because they feel better? Because they have more energy to work? Are they going to save money because you are lowering the price a little bit compared to everyone else in the market? Like what, how can you take those 10 things and figure out every single one and dive deeper into those layers um, as to why someone would buy? Love that. So just trying to kind of hit on all of those different 10 things as much as you can in different types of messaging, because the more that you speak to, the more likely they are to buy. Ooh, I love that. And those yeah. are really good. Those are like your 10 things you should have written down, like on your desk in front of you and post-it notes. <laughs> they are huge. And I think, you know, an exercise I really recommend for my clients is again, taking those 10 things, diving into them, trying to figure out 10 things for each one of those 10, right? So the further down you go, like that's when you get like the weird, the weird like type of things that really hit on someone's internal dialogue, right? Where they're, you know, up like eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream or stuff, you know what I mean? Like, why are they doing that? You know what I mean? And further you can dive into those spaces, I think the, the better your content gets because um, while most marketers are hitting that surface level, like again, coming back to fitness example, you're gonna lose weight. Um, you'll go into like the deeper levels and you'll actually be able to connect with them on a deeper level and they'll be way more likely to buy with you from you. Yeah. And if you can hit like those, those like secret little things in their mind, it's like, oh my gosh, like how did this girl know that I do this or like that I'm eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream every night at 11 o'clock at night. And that's, mm -hmm. that's really cool. It's a really great, um, yeah, because if you can just hit on more of those and hit on like the secrecies in people's life and then they're like, okay, this girl knows me, I need her to work with me in the fitness industry or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's when content and marketing can get really interesting when you can hit on those layers of those things where it's like, oh my gosh, why does she know that about me? <laughs> because when you read, you read that, it doesn't matter what type of marketing you're doing or what type of business it is. If you can hit on something that someone actually thinks that they don't talk about out loud, they're going to be like stopped in their seat and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, she understands me. She can help me. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it's like, oh man, like, who is this chick? I need to work with it. That's awesome. I love that. And so what do you think is, so like to make those sales, do you think they're on social media? Um, and I know you're really into like in moving into YouTube as well. Like, how do you think that you can make, um, kind of moving people? Do you think like you need to move them into your website to make sales? I guess it probably depends on the business, but what avenue or what platform do you think that people should use in order to direct people into making more sales online? Yeah, so I think, again, it really comes down to your specific business. Um, you know, you need to have some type of funnel set up to get people from one spot to another, right? So you're taking them from a random person on the internet all the way to actually paying you for a service. There's usually some type of funnel, um, whether that's, you know, just getting them off, to, uh, off the platform, pushing them to an email list, pushing them to a sales call or to some type of automated sales webinar um, and then closing. You have to kind of, again, warm them up. Mm -hmm. um, but I do really recommend getting people off the platform because what happens if Instagram shuts down, Facebook, you yeah. know, some weird bug happens or, you know, you don't have access to those leads, you don't have control of it. So I would say getting people off the platform onto an email list and then pushing them to that next step, whether it's something automated or it's a sales call. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you're, you're kind of shifting towards teaching people to get onto YouTube. Do you want to tell us a little bit about why you're loving YouTube so much? Oh my gosh, I love YouTube so much. Okay, so YouTube is the only platform that is designed to help you find the right people at the right time um, through the search bar, right? So no one goes onto Instagram, no one goes onto Facebook and types in how to lose weight, how to start a business. Mm -hmm. Everyone types in a very specific name. So for someone who doesn't have any authority and is just getting started, getting into it, um, YouTube is a really powerful way to find hot leads that are actively searching for the problem that you solve. Mm -hmm. So it's going to put you in front of people that need help. Um, with whatever it is you're doing and it works for everything. Like you could start a YouTube channel on like how to make cupcakes. You have like a cupcake business. Like it literally works for every type of business. You could build some type of channel around it and it works on an algorithm. Um, something that I don't think a lot of people think about is that, you know, YouTube is a search engine. So if you're doing keyword research and you're finding titles of videos that are being searched a lot, meaning, you know, tons of people are looking for it, but there's not a lot of content on it. You have a really good chance of, of catching a viral video. Um, and, and what I've seen is that, you know, one video can really, really change your life. Um, so with YouTube, you might put out a hundred videos, but you catch one viral video and your channel explodes. Yeah. Um, I've watched it happen with my last mentor. Um, I had a viral video that got me over 15,000 subscribers. And wow. it's just, it happens, feels like it happens slow, but then when it does happen and it starts to grow, it grows really quickly and you get a ton of leads. Wow. That's awesome. I haven't really, every time I talk to somebody about YouTube, I'm like, gosh, I got to get into this. This is something I need to do. And it, it really does just seem like such a logical spot for any business to be, because like you said, it is like the world, like the second leading search engine in the world, which is crazy. Yeah. And on top of that, it's video content. I think video marketing is so powerful because it's literally the second best thing to you being in the room with someone. You are able to give them your energy. They're able to see you, get to know you really well. And people really will fall in love with you off of that. 
yeah. you know, like they will get to know you, like you trust you, and, and they're way more likely to buy if they feel like they know you. Um, and that platform does an amazing job at it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many people out there too that don't realize that like YouTube pays you to make videos too. If you get some of those viral videos, so you can actually make money just from creating content. Yeah, I, I think with YouTube monetizing, that's kind of like the tip, right? Because at that point, once you're monetizing, you know, you're making a few hundred bucks, maybe a couple thousand. Um, but compared to the, the lead gen, uh, it's nothing. It's literally tips. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy. And, and also the content is evergreen. You know, something that I hate about Instagram is that people will spend so much time like writing this perfect caption, putting this amazing IGTV up and doing the story. And then after 24 hours, it disappears off the feed yeah. um, with YouTube. It's your ranking for a very specific keyword. It will stay ranked and it will continuously bring you in leads. And I still have videos that are up from years ago that are one and monetizing off of, so I'm still making money off them, but then also I still get applications from them and they're really old, which is so cool because it's just, it's infinite. Yeah. So. And it's such a longer lifespan. I mean, I, I do all the time when I'm on YouTube and you're watching videos from years ago, but if it's still relevant, if people are still searching for it, then it'll continue to bring in views and leads and monetization. That is so cool. And like I said, gosh, I just need to, it's like something you just need to dive into. And it's, it's always, every time I talk to somebody, it's, it's such a logical step in every business to move into it. Yeah. I mean, first off, you have amazing energy. Maddie. <laughs> like, love the energy. I would really, really push you towards, towards doing it. It's something that can really, really change your life. And I think, you know, this whole idea of timing, right? When is the right time? Like, yeah. oh, I'll start, I'll start next month, next year, like soon. I'm not ready for that. Um, there's never going to be a time in your life when you're like, today's the day that I like pull out a camera <laughs> and like start a YouTube channel. Cause like, it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but I think the return on it is unlike any other platform that's out there. Yeah. And marketing is just moving more towards video too. Instead of like someone wanting to sit down and read your long blog about it, someone wanting to do it, it's moving towards video, it's moving towards audio. And, and that's just such a cool spot in the market. Like, I don't think, I don't think we're going to move more towards like text-based marketing in the future. Like it's all moving towards video as well. Yeah, I think people really love like instant gratification and there's just something about watching a video that feels like you're getting a lot more for doing a lot less. Um, and <laughs> it, it's just more powerful, you know, it's because again, they can see you, they can hear you, they can feel your energy and they're also getting value. And I think, you know, with YouTube videos, another thing I love is like there's infinite repurposing yes. pieces. Like you can take a video, you can turn it into an IGTV, you can post it on your Facebook, you can drop your email list. You could put it on as, you know, a post on your Instagram feed. You could put it on your story. Like you literally can take a video and turn it into so many different types of content. Yes. It's, just, it's really powerful. Ah, oh, that's such a good point too. That that's awesome. Jess, what would you say is your biggest like action item for people to take today? I, at the end of my podcasts, I kind of like to give people like, okay, this is, this is something you can do right now that will help your sales or help whatever topic we talked about. What is it that you think the, an entrepreneur should take today to increase their sales, to, to improve their business online? Yeah. So we spoke a little bit earlier about actually doing market research and like getting down in the trenches and talking to people and mm. actually getting on the phone, getting onto a Zoom call with your ideal client and whatever business you're in. Um, and that I think 
is one of the most powerful things you can do because it, it hits so many birds with one stone. You know, first off, you're going to get really valuable information that you can use for your marketing because you're actually getting into the internal dialogue of someone that would want to buy and that you want to serve. Um, on top of that, it gets you in front of the right person. And so yeah. if you get on and you get onto a call with someone and you're actually able to give them some value and show up and connect with them, um, it can turn into business very easily. I would say uh, if I got onto 10 market research calls today, I would have four full paying six month clients like that. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah, so it's powerful. All right, people get out there and do some market research. Talk to, talk to strangers. <laughs> That's what I always say. Sorry, mom, but like get out there, talk to strangers on the internet. Like you can really get a lot of information from them. hundred percent. And you got the whole world. So there's no scarcity in, in people <laughs> yeah. or to sell to, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're online, it's like, holy cow, you have your, your audience is infinite. So you just got to find your, find your tribe and they'll find you too. hundred mm -hmm. percent. You got right. it, girl. <laughs> we ask, th I always ask three questions at the end of my podcast, um, just to finish it off. So the first one is if you could recommend any book to an entrepreneur, to an online coach, what would your, your book recommendation be? Hmm. I feel like I have so many recommendations and it's so tough. Right now I am reading Copywriting Secrets, which I think copywriting is probably the most powerful skill that you can have outside of video marketing um, for your business. And what you'll find is that when you get good at copywriting, you also get good at video marketing because mm -hmm. it's all kind of copywriting. Um, it's just getting someone to take action off of what you're saying or writing. Um, so really love that book. It's great for beginners, super easy read. And I think it gives you the really good like foundational principles of writing effective copy. Um, and then outside of that, I've got one more recommendation. I, I love The Four Agreements. Mm. I don't know if you've read it before by oh. Don Ruth, um, but it's just like four principles to live by with your life. Um, it talks about like being impeccable with your word, not taking anything personally, not making assumptions and always doing your best. And I think at the root of business and life, if you can stick to those four things, you'll get really, really far. Ooh, I'll have to get that one. I, every time I do a podcast with someone, I always have another book to like add into my list. I'm like, ah, shoot, gotta, gotta add it in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And next question is if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive for whatever reason, who would your three people be? Yeah, so I've, I thought about this question a, a little bit. Yeah. I was like, man, that's so interesting, dead or alive. And, you know, the people that I came up with are actually all alive. So the first one would be Elon Musk. Oh, um, he's I'm kind of super, sure. Yeah, there's just so many questions that I have uh, with Neuralink and all, with all of this, like, robot technology type stuff. Um, I would just love to get inside of his head because, outside of the stuff that he shares with the public. I feel like he, he just like, yeah, probably knows some, some crazy stuff. And, <laughs> and yeah, so I would love that. And um, second would be Donald Trump. Uh, I think it's so crazy that he's our president right now. Um, and the, the guy is a businessman, you know, <laughs> you know, he definitely does some, he does some like shady things and I've, I've kind of gone back and forth, but at the end of the day, I think that he is a really impressive at making moves. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't know who else is following the weird conspiracies <laughs> around coronavirus, but there are so many things that I have questioned about, you know, what actually is going on in the world and yeah. is there something going on under the scenes that we don't really know about um, because the death rates versus like other flus and other things that have crossed over, they just don't match up with the amount of action um, yeah. going on. So would love to pick Donald Trump's brain and actually know what's going on in the world. Um, and then lastly, Jeff Bezos, of course, because, mm. oh my gosh, Amazon's taking over the world. And Literally. I actually don't know how he does it. It blows my mind every time I think about that company. Yes, so. that would be an insane conversation with those three guys. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine getting the three of them at one table. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be an interesting dynamic for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mind would be like mush at the end. Like one of those conversations mm-hmm. you have to like lay on the ground for a little while and you're like, all right, let me just, <laughs> let me just soak yeah. this all in. <laughs> Tell me everything. (laughs) All right. Last question is if you have one tip to no matter what, like personal tip, like whatever you want to leave the audience with, what would that be in life, in business, in whatever it is? Yeah. So I, I think my number one tip would be to take action. This is probably something that a lot of people have said on your podcast before because at the end of the day, you can listen to all the podcasts, you can watch all the videos and do all the things and, and consume so much information. Um, but if you're not actually implementing it, you're not ever going to get there. And I think a lot of clients that come to me, they, they're waiting for this moment to feel ready, start, yeah. um, for something to like, for the stars to align. And, and usually like that moment doesn't actually count. Like you have to create it. You have to decide okay, now is the time I take the first step. Um, and taking that first step is the first step. And I think with business, um, you don't know how long it's going to take to be successful. It yeah. might take you four or five years to figure out one key lesson that makes you six or seven figures. Um, and so in order to get to that place, you just have to take a bunch of steps. Um, so just put yourself out there, try different things, but just start and do something. Yes. Don't just consume information. I love that. <laughs> you, you won't get, get very so far. Trapped. Yeah. You can get so trapped and just consuming and you just want to, you just got to get out there, take messy action and start today. I love that. Yeah. Yep. I think that's, that's it. And I think a lot of people have seen success just because they don't care as much, you know, like I, I've talked to people that are, you know, making seven, eight figures that <laughs> I'm like, are you really have really like you have some for your business? Um, but there's no resistance, you know. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people really care a lot about the work that they put out, and they want to like do it perfectly, and they want everything to just line up, and and so it actually keeps them stuck and stagnant. Whereas there's other people that are just throwing things at the wall until something sticks, and that oftentimes can get you really, really far and you kind of figure it all out on the way. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Jess. Where can the audience find you? What do you have going on? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at justmore.co. Um, I've also got a got a bunch of stuff that kind of comes off my Instagram. So you can go to my email list. I just launched a huge ebook. Um, so you can find me there. I'm also on YouTube. And yeah, 
Sweet. I would say that's probably the best place to get me though. All right. Check her out on Instagram. Thank you so much for all of your wisdom. Everyone should sit down and write those 10 things down and then the 10 underneath them for those psychological triggers. That was awesome. I'm excited to do that too. Thank you so much for being here, Jess, and everyone go check her out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Maddie. It was great to be here and everyone's listening. I wish you and your business so much success this year. Woo. Thank you. All right. Nice, Jess. Thank cool. you so much. So much fun. Yeah, that was fun. I love your energy. It's, like, <laughs> it's really good. Thank you. And that's one of those things that, that like, I never had the energy I have until I found my passion. Like we were talking about in the beginning is like, I never, yeah. I've never had people tell me like how, how energetic, like I have people in my DMs all the time. Like, how do you keep your energy? And and I've never had it until I moved into the online space. And for whatever reason, it brought, brought out my inner like squirrel brain. Who knows? <laughs> ah, get on YouTube. Go, go, go. Seriously, that's like, like the action I want you to take off this. Because like it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like it will push your podcast. It will push your email yes. list. It will push your Instagram following. Like if you look at a lot of these people with really engaged Instagram accounts, people mm-hmm. on the business space most of them have YouTube channels and that's why their Instagram is so engaged. It cross pollinates every platform of your business. It does. And you can make them into podcasts. You can do so much with it and you have great energy. I would say, you know, there are people that I'm like, I don't know if you should do YouTube, but like, I really think you would, I think you would crush it. Thank you. Yes. It's definitely on my radar and uh, it's just, I need to, I need to dive into it. Like you said, there's no better time. You're never going to be like, Hey, today's the day I'm going to start YouTube, but it's something It's definitely on my radar. And so many people I talked to, do you know, Amy Sangster? She's friends with Ross, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I had a podcast with her too, and she was talking all about YouTube and her like viral marketing strategies on YouTube. And by the end of that one too, I was like, Amy, I need to do this. And she's like, yes, you do. <laughs> this is like your, this is like your second, like, Smack in the face, like you should probably do this. <laughs> yeah, we'll start it next week. <laughs> Shoot! <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Jess. It will probably air. Actually, I have it written. One sec. So this is going to air on the nineteenth of May. So wonderful. One to less than three weeks, we'll have you out there, and I'll send you the information. Um, and when it's going out, and the links, and all of the graphics, and everything, and push it to your people. I'll push it to mine and we'll get you out there. Perfect love. Thank you so much. Yes. You're yeah. welcome. It was so much fun getting to meet you and like put a whole personality to a, to a face online. And- I know. Yeah. I feel like you've been in my, you've been in my face. I know who you are. <laughs> I see you out there, girl. Yes, I've been watching um, you uh, all your travels and everything for a while too. Oh, you're so sweet. Cool. Well, you let me know if you need anything. Yes. And I'm so excited to see it and yeah, yeah good luck. This is your push out the window to get YouTube. I'm waiting for it. I'll send you my first video. And I'm like, all right, you did this. <laughs> I'm like biggest fan. I'll be like running around. Girl, it'll change your life though. Change your life. <laughs> all right. It's like the- coming. Okay. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> Thank you so right, much. Good. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Busy Bee fam, that is it for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, hit the subscribe button to be notified. I put out a new episode every Tuesday, so get excited for those all about business, branding, and social media marketing. You can get all sorts of tricks on how to grow your small business. Hang out with me on Instagram at thisishive. I put out a lot of other content out on there. Leave a review and let me know which topics you're liking the most, what you're loving about the podcast. 
And if you do want to share with your audience on Instagram, I love when I see what you guys are thinking about the podcast on your story. So definitely share that, tag me in it, and I cannot wait to see what episodes you are loving the most. As always, it was a pleasure being here with you. I will see you next Tuesday.